Blitz is defined as a sudden, savage attack. It is indeed all this. The effect is sure. The premise is simple. It's a basic, primal confrontation, man to man. No excuses are offered. None except. Welcome to the latest edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Looks like a radio station. Now, here are your hosts, lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. Pure athlete, yeah. I transcend race, hombre. Matt Butler. I don't talk <laughs> man. I back it up. And we are chock full of that, man. Go right. And Jeff Howe. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold said so. If you're gonna blitz, come strong, but don't come at all. Coming strong with another edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns 24-7. I am Jeff Howe, and it is our favorite week of the year. It's Texas OU week, the Red River Showdown. You got to be, if you want to be correct about it and get the sponsor in there, it is the AT&T Red River Showdown. Whatever you want to call it, it's the Longhorns and the Sooners. It'll be Saturday from the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. We're going to talk about that game. We'll talk about a 42-31 road win Texas got over West Virginia. All that and more coming up on the latest edition of the podcast. Let me bring in the rest of the team. He is the master of the soundboard, the drop machine extraordinaire, Matt Butler. How are you, sir? Doing pretty well. Yourself? Uh, good. I survived the trip to Morgantown, so I'm, nice. I'm good. It's not a bad. It's not a bad trip going up there. Um, you know, just the weather was great, man. It was perfect fall weather for football. It was, it was awesome, like kind of upper 60s, low 70s, little little cool breeze. So the weather was great. You know, I, I never see a. I never seen any moonshine vendors on the side of the road. Like it's amazing how like A and E and Bravo can find all these people, but I never can. It's like horses in Texas and stuff. Yeah, more yeah, moonshine is going mainstream though in a lot yeah. of ways. Like, yeah, and that ain't the best moonshine. Yeah, best moonshine is any standardized moonshine is no good. It's not. Well, it, I'm sure it's <laughs> it good, but it's good, not but as it's, good it's as the real moonshine. stuff. Exactly. Uh, a man who uh, I guess we can call him a moonshine connoisseur. He's a connoisseur of many I things. I family that cooks moonshine. Yes. Oh, you got to uh, cook it, fix it. What do you know? I'm totally ignorant. I have no clue on the moonshine. I don't, moonshine know, if, I don't know if you brew it. It's the brew still, it. the go, still you process. It, whatever. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The still. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but he is a Renaissance man. Clearly, here on Longhorn Blitz on and on the Horn. 104.9, where you can hear him on the broadcast each every weekday from 1 to 3. Lifetime Longhorn 2002, UT All-American 2002 semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe Award. Fourth-round draft choice of the New York Giants in 2003. Spent his NFL career with the Giants, Lions, Bears, Bucks, Broncos. And a year with the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL. who was done football. Got us up back to Austin, Texas in the 40 Acres, where he earned his degree. Whenever that T-ring comes in, he will wear it proudly. Nevertheless, he is a card-carrying member of DBU. Number 21 in your program. Number one in your hearts, Mr. Rod Babers. Thanks for the intro, brother. Rod, I, I get a little dizzy doing the intro sometimes. I know. So no, because I think you run out of breath but it's yeah. good every damn time but, and uh, you just channel your like wwe fandom of a child like you have a great just open be able to announce it sounds as if like true. it's a rub off like you're in the middle of a wwe I'm like captain lou albano introducing somebody on the fly there, nice there you go. Nice um but uh texas gets a win guys we'll talk about obviously a lot of this show is going to be devoted to the oklahoma game but let's go ahead and break down this west virginia win rod i think the point. real winners on saturday were the people lucky enough to get that game with a ten and a half? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I was wait for that half a hook all the mm-hmm. way. And, and what's that say? Eleven and a half. You you gave everybody on this show that advice, Matt. So I hope they heeded. Uh, Matt, what's that saying? Good teams win, great teams cover. Yeah, Damn at least right. better ones do. Damn right. Well, Texas got the cover. Uh, Rod, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't pretty. Didn't play out the way yeah, we thought it would thought. or should, but. It's one of those deals where... I didn't see Casey Thompson. That's what I wanted Correct. to see. I Bummer. didn't see him. You look yeah. at the negatives from this game, like defense gave up a bunch of yards, offense really bogged down in the third quarter, uh, Sam Ellinger threw an interception. Yep. Uh, you know The offensive line had a terrible first half, I thought. But the flip side of that was Sam Ellinger finishes another 200-yard passing game, four total touchdowns. Roshan Johnson leads your rushing attack. Running game goes for over 200 yards. Defense forces four turnovers. Yep. They're really good. Again, in the red zone, their best effort all year on third down. So at the end of the day, you can say the negatives if you want. You can highlight that if you wish, but it's a Big 12 road win, and there's a, a lot of positives you can take out of that. I know a lot of people are upset about the yardage because there was a lot of yardage. Was it 460 something? 367 yards? passing. But was I'm talking about total? Was it 460 something like that? Uh, whatever. Or that's total. Was 96. Um, yeah. But I told you we don't math today. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not. Yeah, we're not trying to do math on the show. But you get the point. A lot of people are upset about the yardage. Remember, they gave up a lot of yards to Louisiana Tech too. 
I'm 463, always, Rod. So. Yeah. Um, I'm always willing to uh, to negotiate, right? I'll give, if as a, as a fan, uh, I'll, and as a, obviously a guy will play defense, I'll give up yards all day, every day, if you can produce turnovers. You know, to me, Todd Orlando's defense, that's when it's performing at its most optimal. That's when it's performing at its highest, uh, you know, in terms of its production rate and in terms of its, um, in terms of the ideal system for Todd Orlando. You have to be able to produce those turnovers. And you go look at the four turnovers they produced. To me, that's they won that that battle. They won the uh, the matchup between that West Virginia offense and the, the Texas defense only because turnovers is the ultimate cheat code. If you go look at the – I think there are nine times where Todd Orlando's defense since 2015 has allowed 500 or more total yards – Todd Orlando is three and six, or at least his defenses, his teams are. They're three and six in those nine games. In the three wins, Todd Orlando's defenses had forced at least three turnovers in each of the three wins. In the six losses, they've forced a combined three turnovers in the six losses. So in, in football today, it's all about situational football. Third down defense, fourth down defense, red zone defense, forcing turnovers, uh, limiting explosive plays. You know, sometimes the yardage is going to happen, but if you can be good in situations, which Todd Orlando has proven that he can be really good at in terms of being able to match up and also being able to scheme situations, I'll, you know what, I'll, I'll take the yardage. I mean, I'll, I'll give up the yardage. It's no big deal to me. And we've talked about that a lot on the show, just the idea like where the red zone defense idea of yards and being able to make the team prove it over time and you have trust in your playmakers being able to make plays. And what was so impressive about those interceptions in this game, they're all on standard downs. They weren't on passing downs, which is crazy. If you look at passing downs, Texas actually got thrown on and Austin Kendall was successful and that was something in years past that's when Texas's defense thrived was being able to bring pressure in expected situations and get home to them. It's even better that you had these guys go out there and make plays on standard downs, and all four of them came on the 28 standard downs that West Virginia had. So Texas coming up with those big plays is so big, and then you see how winning scoring touchdowns still can separate you, and when you steal a possession or two, it really can negate a few bad possessions on offense. All right, break time on the show, but when we come back, there is plenty of more Texas football talk as we get deeper into the Red River Showdown, so do not go anywhere. You're listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns 24-7. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Here again is Jeff Howe. Rod, here's the thing I want to – why I said this, the difficult conversation on the Roshan Johnson issue. The difficult part for me is with Keontae Ingram – and he's almost an enigma at this point. And I don't say that in a bad way. It's just like you said, it's uh, is he in his head from after the LSU game? Is it the knee brace? The difficult part is I don't know if we can count on running back being something that this team can hang their hat on because mm. the guy you can count on the most is a guy that a month and a half ago was a quarterback. And that just brings the question for me, especially in this game. I don't know if you can count on the fact that Keontae Ingram is a guy that you can say is a championship caliber back. I was thinking that by this point in the season, we would feel like, okay, we've got a clear answer on on whether he is that guy. And there's a lot of, we were talking about in the preseason ad nauseum. We thought, hey, when we talked about the 10 most important guys, like the most indispensable guys on this roster, he was like top three. I had him at number two. Yeah. Well, I mean, just a couple weeks ago, we were saying if he runs like that, that's going to be a good Keontae Ingram. But that's the thing. You're not getting that Keontae Ingram week to week. You're not getting it consistently. And I think you hit the head, you hit the nail on the head because you said the running back position overall. Because yeah, Rashawn's great, but he's also a true fret. I mean, what true freshman? True freshman that switched from quarterback to running back. Mm-hmm. Keontae Ingram is a, a, a fragile in a lot of different ways. Kirk Johnson come back, yes, he's he looked great, but. I mean, I wish I was sort of I could knock on Sam, here. It's still Kirk Johnson. He hadn't played took over since 2015. So you got Daniel Young, who you love Daniel Young, but Daniel Young is also dead with injury. I agree. The yeah. running back position overall, I don't know if it's something that you go into the OU game saying, oh, yeah, I can count on this to go win the game. Yeah, for I don't me. think you're counting You better have Bam Bam Sam in the quarterback design run game ready to go. I did count, I think, three design runs 
in the game versus West Virginia, which I think would bring the total to 15 on total the se- or th- 16, on the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they haven't used him a lot, and no. this may be the game you get him 15 total, to, you know, runs period in this game versus Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. even more. I mean, we've seen yeah. over 20 in certain situations like yeah. this with him. In terms He's of scrambles are designed in yeah. big games. Neil, like Neil 18. Brown did say after the game though, the 23 yard touchdown that Sam had, he said, man, that zone follow plays, like if you got a running quarterback, is really hard to stop. It is, especially with a guy like Sam. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I love that when they break out some of the design runs, and we're going to see on both sides in the whole oh, game. You're great see, design you're runs. You're going to see design quarterback yeah, runs yeah, yeah. in this game. But, so, Rod, that begs the question, like we were talking about, you know, the Larry Fedora factor with the RPOs, the, the Andre Coleman factor with the, the quarterback run game. Here's the question. It's a two the two sided coin. Did we overblow how much, and we probably did to an extent, how the importance of bringing those two guys into this program, or man, is this finally the game where you see, all right, all these changes that this staff has talked about, and we've heard behind the scenes that they're going to make, and this, that, and the other. This is the game where you kind of unleash all that. I don't know if that happens. I think yeah. they are what they are. Yeah. I think we're seeing it. I, I think they missed Colin Johnson. I think getting him back will be a huge presence because now you saw West Virginia, right? They, in late in the game, like, we're taking Duvernay away. We're going to give inside help on Duvernay and ask that corner kind of be over the top and have outside leverage. And they, they didn't take Duvernay away, but Duvernay wasn't as effective in the second half as he was in the first half. And Correct. you could tell there were things they were doing. I think Oklahoma's going to try to do the same thing. They're going to force Texas to go somewhere else to beat them, whether it be an injured Colin Johnson or whether it be Brennan Eagles or somebody else. Somebody else will have to step up. If Duvernay's able to beat him, that's just because he's just that great of a player. They're going to pay a lot of attention to Duvernay. You know what I mean? So, But, but getting to that point, remember we said the offense was going to be either based on two things, the power running game and the deep ball, right? And strangely enough, because of the, the injuries at running back, you don't really have the power running game, and they really and they really haven't utilized a weaponized Sam in that respect yet either. So you almost have a just a the offensive line has been so much better than we thought that that basically has been the you know the genesis of your running game, not really the guys that are running the football. It's the offensive line being able to impose their will on their opponent, and you haven't used Sam yet, but you still have had the deep ball, right? It's just strange the way now that that game versus West Virginia, I think there were more deep. I'm talking about 10 yards or more targets for Duvernay than he had in any game so far this year, right? He would, They were down. He only had one target, I think, that was like within five yards of the line of scrimmage or yep. behind it. Yeah. Most of his targets were down the field. I think that may be another wrinkle they throw in there, that he's more down the field, and you get start seeing you know, Colin Johnson back. You get that deep ball passing threat as a part mm-hmm. of the offense yeah. again. But we don't have the power running game. No, power it, running game is not really what's the staple of the offense right now. And the deep ball, real quick, Matt, I know you got a point you want to make. The deep ball, that's one thing I mentioned in my instant reactions piece right after the game. This staff has to do a better job of scheming up deep balls they because yeah. they're real predictable when they go deep. It's almost like after a first down, they're throwing it on first down, but it's going to be a shot to Brennan Eagles. I agree with that. And they, I just feel like you've got to scheme it up differently or break Tennessee something. Like You know that can be an effective part of this offense, but I just think you've got to just do a little more to maximize that a little bit. Mm, that's a good point. Sam didn't miss. Remember the pick he threw, the deep mm-hmm. post? He did that miss. Was, that was underthrown. He did, he, he, he did miss Duvernay that was running the corner route. Go watch him. Duvernay cuts that corner before he throws it, which also been kind of a deep ball. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. The, the deep ball has not been as effective as it should have been. I think Colin Johnson not being there just changes the dynamic of that. That you know that concept yeah. of throwing a deep, no, that's yeah. true. you know what I mean. And he's been able to get a few just on the backside of the offense, but yeah, it's because Eagles. of the and it's because of the attention drawn by Duvernay and like you said, Rod, Duvernay's role sort of shifted because you see how he's used when it's third and long. It's Sam was looking and converting consistently exactly right. three of them on that first drive, that's I believe, to Duvernay because it was a situation where he needed to. The thing was, is I believe I haven't looked at the box score. I think Duvernay didn't catch a ball in the second half. If he did, he only caught one of one, them. I think so maybe, yeah. yeah, it ended up being to where you could tell in certain situations we've seen him be missing in the first half of the LSU game, which was more of a good job to LSU. I think this game situation was because now he's actually garnering the attention of a top tier wide receiver, yeah. which is only going to help, like you said, Colin and the other guys that are going to be out there. It's just up to Sam to find them, and that's a great thing about Sam this year. Sam just seems to be so comfortable. 
comfortable at going and finding each progression. And he, you can tell he's looking one, two, three, four. He's seeing every he receiver on the field. And if you're in that type of situation against Oklahoma, that's whenever you can maybe pull a big play because you look at like Duvernay, you would assume understanding Riley and then even that staff since it's like nowadays you look at good defensive coaches like Belichick, but then it's the best way to, to operate offenses. You just go see like what do you not want to stop? What could yeah. be the thing? And it's yeah. sort of the opposite version with this, like Lincoln Riley seeing that everything, this offense is funneled through that H and that H, if you stop that position, no matter what, it's yeah. going to change and alter the entire offense to be different. Totally agree. And so that, that's why I think Lincoln can still have an impact, even though he's an offensive-minded guy here. Yeah. The, the, the word Colin Johnson helps you the most, Rod, is I think I mentioned it at the top, third down I think is where he's going to be most impactful. But this is a game where you're going to need to get chunk yardage plays, and people don't. This is where I think people get stuff twisted. They don't think of Colin. You don't think of Colin Johnson when you think chunk yardage plays. But oh yeah, he's he not going to obviously not going to be a big yak guy. People like, well, he doesn't separate. He doesn't separate. Well, guys like him, your catcher radius, your ability to mm-hmm. high point the football, that is your separation. Yeah. So if you throw him a vertical route at thirty yards, yeah, it's not going to go for more than thirty. But chances are it's going to hit more often than not. He's yeah. That's your chunk yardage play. People totally said agree. the same thing about Will Fuller last week going into fantasy, saying, no, he doesn't have yards after the catch. It's like, but he's getting targeted 40 yards yeah. down. Yeah, downfield. You're getting tackled as you catch the D ball. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it comes to, it comes down to the simple concept of who do you want to double team? You're going to double team Colin Johnson or are you going to double team Duvernay? You can't double team them both consistently. Exactly. And when those two guys are on the field together, and then that means Brandon Eagles is going to be on one-on-one all the time. So then it works out where, oh, I can give my four or five shots to Brandon Eagles down the field. Uh, then I can just basically choose who's open, DuVernay or Colin Johnson, who's in one-on-one. So I, I think Colin Johnson being back is huge. Just the same domino effect you talk about about taking DuVernay out of the mix and what that does to the offense. Mm-hmm. Adding a guy like Colin Johnson has that positive domino perfect effect. Perfect timing. Through, it is perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And there is nothing on film really with it being worked. Well, this you way. know, as Jeff said, you know what you know what Colin Johnson's going to do. Everybody right. knows that he's not yeah. separating from you, but. If you're one on one and that ball goes up, it's a rebound, and he's six six, and you're probably five eleven. But uh, <laughs> at the least Oklahoma the film corners, with Colin Parno, Johnson, though, Parno Motley at six foot, Trey Brown at five ten. Yeah. There you go. And then yet you know on that the way that this so. offense normally you had been schemed if you're stopping the pass game, it used to be stop Colin Johnson until the last four games. Well, Duvernay. Duvernay's emerged, which is a different world for Johnson. Duvernay's probably our second best runner, period, with yeah. the football on the offense. I mean, I'm not joking. I'm talking he about be behind. The best. He might be. He might be the best. I'm talking about. I mean, in terms of running, you just get the football in their hands. Like who are the best runners? Who's I mean, one, Sam Rish- or Roshan? Yeah, Keontae Ingram fourth in that conversation. That's what I'm now. saying. I think Sam might be more natural than. I mean, I, I'm serious. I think it's probably Rashawn, and I, I think it's probably Duvernay. I, I feel like this podcast is turning like a bash Keontae no, Ingram. No, it's not, not bad. But, it's, but it's, look at Duvernay on that run, that 13 yard touchdown run, dude. That was really impressive. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just, I was like, are you serious? Did he yeah. just really break a tackle back, and get eight back. yards after contact on basically, you know, not on the goal line, but right there on yeah. the, in the red zone? That's pretty amazing, man. I think they. I I love that package, by the way. I, look, oh yeah, I, I love that split back. With, oh yeah, you know that basically twenty-one personnel ends up being with Duvernay in the backfield with Sean. That is, <laughs> that's, that's sexy, what you were, man. I, I thought of that's you what we wanted with, with Jake Jordan Winnington or, or, or with Jake Smith. Yeah. In fact, we wanted with both of them. But, but that's what, yeah. it, and that's what I like oh, about this staff. We're right. seeing that because it is exactly they what we wanted it. in they that situation. With Jake. You're right, they and it's with Jake. the opposite of going. And then you can still go. And if you do it with Jake, you can split out wide. But then to pull in a DB. Oh yeah, and I thought Winnington don't see that. It's just something you don't see in That's what Whittington was supposed to be that guy, man. I love that. That can that cause three snap confusion. Yeah. Between uh, that, the Sam Cosme touchdown, which, oh, by the way. Beautiful. That was a beautiful play design. Yeah, I agree. Let's just give it up for Tom. Mm-hmm. That was just. Oh, you want to ski? You want to make me happy? Scheme up a ah. fat guy touchdown. I won't have much negative to say about you offensively. And I can't remember seeing one. Stutter said his dad caught a uh, like one in the NFL. I had a one rushing in the league. It's yeah. It's just rare to see a big boy get rumbled down. You know, the sideline. Sam Cosme. Sam Cosme is now the envy of every offensive lineman in America at every level of football. And he also just became every offensive coordinator's worst nightmare because now every high school meeting room is going to be somebody that says, Coach, why don't we scheme up that uh, that I tackle guess, screen? I think he also made himself some money. I think NFL scouts. Oh, hey, athleticism. Win. Holy hell, that dude can run. Like yeah. at a ta- He looked 
He looks pretty fast. Athletic, I wonder what his, like, I wonder light what his on 40 his is. I bet he can run like a 5-1 or 5-2, man. Uh, he looks pretty fast. I don't know how much how, how much longer he is for that job, but Kevin Colbert, the Steelers GM, was in the house on Oh, Saturday. was he? Yeah. Hey, man, I'm telling you, Sam looks – he just made himself some money because now they were talking about athleticism at the left tackle. That dude looked like a freaking yeah. tight end running up the field. Oh, that'll be on his draft highlight reel. Oh, no question. When he's taking like, – oh, yeah. yeah. I can already hear, like, Todd McShay and Milk they're yep. talking about it. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that you know the draft Straight-edge speed. Let's – uh. we'll stick with the Texas offense because I want to talk about this Oklahoma defense. And, Rod, I don't know how much you've seen of Oklahoma this year, but yeah. – I watched the, the big change. The big change for them to me has been kind of what I thought Alex Grinch would do. The talented guys they've got in that defensive front, he was going to get the most out of them. And yeah. whether it's Ronnie Perkins or Neville Gallimore, you've seen them get the best out of their guys on their defensive front Agreed. so far. Um, I think their corners are better. They're more uh, aggressive. They're I don't know if I'd confidence. call them great yet, yeah. but their corners are they're better. They're playing with more confidence and more aggressive. There you no go. Question. Um, man, I still don't know about their safeties, Rod. I just. But Pat but, Fields or Turner Yell or Robert Barnes, I just I don't know. But let's admit, this is what we talked about with Oklahoma. They're better. That They're defense better. is better. And we uh-huh. always said, okay, so if you, if we just assume the offense is going to be Lincoln Riley's freaking offense, which so far it's been so far, yeah, just like we always thought, Lincoln Riley's freaking offense, no matter who the quarterback is, and you got a high level quarterback playing. And you add an actual defensive identity. Now, they haven't played an offense as good as Texas offense. So, this True. will be a huge test for them. But that defense is better. I actually saw a stat before the Kansas game, by the way. Puka. Puka ran on them early now. Puka. Puka. They went Puka. up 7 0. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It was like a 99 yard drive or yeah. something, right? It was. It was a 99 yard drive. Texas pretty, I, can have some of those. Yeah. I mean, anyway, but Puka actually, and Puka's one of the best running backs in the country. Let's not get it twisted for Kansas. Right. He is. But. I looked at the uh, sports analytics, and right and before that game, they had Oklahoma's defense as the set the second best stuff rate in college football, I believe, behind Auburn's D line. And they hadn't played anybody. Auburn's played sure. better competition, but they're 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 better, man. They're yeah. actually making more splash plays on defense. Period. Can they do it against Texas? I'm I'm not sure they can do that consistently versus Texas. I mean, that same Kansas team last year, Rod had like 40 points and. By 600, 500 something total yards on them last year. <laughs> That's a great point. You know. to, to, to gauge your in, your improvement by a Kansas game, you're right. It's not what you usually do. It's not the barometer, but you're right. That defense is better, man. I, They're better. I, yeah, I think I think for them the test is going to be. You just said at the safeties, who matches up with Duvernay in the slot? Are you going to move one of those corners? Because what's the guy that got hurt in the preseason? That really hurts him. Trey Norwood. Yes, because Trey Noah was like a safety slash corner. He probably right? would have been their nickel in this game. He was a corner they had moved yeah. to safety and right back. He would have been the guy they matched up on him. And not that he would have been able to cover Duvernay, but it would have been a. I think he would have been a lot more effective than whoever they're going to throw out there now. Radley Hiles will be their nickel. He's See, been their nickel. Yeah, you know what? That's going to be a, that's going to be a tall task for him yeah. against Duvernay. Then depending on how they use him, they could just use him. And that's the thing about Duvernay that makes him so impressive. If I just want to see if you can tackle in the open field, I can do that and throw him. You know, basically screens behind the line of scrimmage. If I want to see if you can run downfield, I can see if you can you know keep up with this track yeah. star. I think though way. that I think that's a great matchup though that Oklahoma defensive line and, and throw Kenneth Murray in there because he they use him yeah. all, in a lot of different ways. That Oklahoma front against that Texas offensive line. And like we said, I thought the Texas offensive line did a really good job of making adjustments against West Virginia because they did not have a good first half. No, them Steels brothers. We told you about oh, yeah. them Steels brothers now. You Dante and Darius. The boys can play. And you talk the most of Steels brothers that I heard anybody. They can play, man. Did you see the one play Vandarius Cowan made where he blew through Keontae Ingram? Looked like he blown that Bama then, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm still, I, think both, I think one of those guys will make all conference, if not both of them. Like, yeah. They're really good players. Yeah. Dude yeah. was looking like Marcel Darius out there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Literally. I was like, yeah, um, but But to your point, there were adjustments made. I, you know, I still think Texas at the line of scrimmage in this matchup versus their D-line Texas O-line, I'm still going to give the advantage to Texas there. And you know that's big in this game, man. We talk about how big the rushing battle is in Texas OU. Uh, just I'll give the stat. People have heard it plenty of times. Since 1999, the team that wins the rushing battle is 17-2. and two. Uh, the only, uh, it, it, it tied in 2006, so they think they both tied at 124. You win the, you win the, the line of scrimmage, man. It's big in this one game. Of those, one of those – I was looking back at some box scores from this series the other day. Do you realize in 2014 Texas held Oklahoma to 232 total yards yeah, and they lost the game? They only had 103 yards rushing and lost that game. 
Yeah, because Texas turned it over like four times or something. Crazy man. They had the, well, they gave up the kickoff return for a touchdown, and then Swoops had a pick six. Yeah, well, and they turned three it over. non-offensive scores in that game, I believe. There yeah, two pick sixes or something. Yeah, no, no, it's it, it's crazy if you start looking at it. how did Texas in 2015 rush for 313 yards. <laughs> Deontay, well, 81 of that was one run by Deontay Foreman. They ran it 58 <laughs> times. That's <laughs> in fact, Browns last year they ran it 60 times for 255. Now that was just the. That, they that dominated that one. That I one. Remember, that was when Case that, was just like slanging it deep. That was down like the field. last time the run game may have mattered ex- uh, exclusively in Texas OU. That I remember game. when Case dropped that one yeah. in the bucket to Mike Davis. Remember that on like mm-hmm. on the corner? Yeah. I just threw my pin in there in the press box. I'm like. I'm, 99 times out of 100, he doesn't make that throw. It's nowhere close. And, like, this was the one well, time they, where they, it was NFL like, throws just there. put it over the back shoulder. It was, it was right there. So, yeah, I, I agree. There are a lot of things you can throw out because it's a rivalry game and you don't know who's going to show up, who's not going to show up. But, man, you win the line of scrimmage. The majority of the times you got a really good chance to win and, this game. And, and this your is, stuff rate that you brought up, Oklahoma, still in oh, the top 25 in the nation. They're 24th in the nation in stuff rate. So I okay. guess Puka maybe won some Puka, stuff. Yeah, no, I was going to say Puka dropping down. Yeah, he's Ron, single this is why I'm going to give a sneak peek into my prediction that we'll make here in a minute. This is why I like Texas in this game because – Lincoln, like I watched Lincoln Riley's press conference, and it's like north of the Red River. It's almost like nobody remembers that Oklahoma won the Big Twelve championship game last year. They just remember that Oklahoma lost that game and the way they lost it, which yeah. was Texas uh-huh. just physically Pushing being the better football team. And Lincoln Riley's getting all these questions about toughness and physicality. Tom mm-hmm. Herman didn't get any of those questions, and do you know why? You know, it's it's because like what I said. Do you know when you, when you're a physical football team? Do you know how you know you're physical when you stop talking about being physical? I agree. No, we all agree. When it's Texas no longer physical. it's yep. no yeah. longer a surprise to say, "Well, wow, Texas is really physical." No, that's just what they are now. No, we Herman. saw it. We saw it. Tom his first year when they played USC. I remember USC guys going down. Like I'm like, damn. Like they were just getting hurt. It was just the physicality of the game. They weren't like. It, like injured where they couldn't go back. They were literally like just they would go down. Texas would be, be a physical team and wear you down. LSU asked them about it. I mean, and I know it was the heat part of it too. But no, Texas is a physical ask team, Georgia. man. Yeah, like that. Texas. I mean, I've yep. seen them do that to a, to to premier Power Five uh, football program. So I know Texas physical. I agree with you. Even you could argue sometimes they're too physical. The BJ Foster uh-huh. hitman hits yeah. and stuff like you know what I mean. Like, Knocking himself to, out, getting to the I'm like BJ Foster, come. It's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> you're back man. already, and you're gonna he, knock. He truly is the hitman. He is. He no, is can, can I get? Can I get on something real quick on the Go BJ Foster? He's gonna get fined a lot in the NFL. <clears throat> he will. Yes, he will. They, rev- make a they, lot of money. they reviewed that for targeting, and as a you played a position where you played a position He's where a you had to make a lot of open field tackles, and yeah. it's a bang bang play. How can you even review that for targeting? Like, what is he supposed to do? Like, yes, well, it looked like, violent, yeah. but he's not leading with the crown of his head. He's hitting face up. He strikes the guy in the chest. Like, what else are you supposed to do? And they did say it wasn't targeting. Right. Yeah, yeah but and it's I, because I mean, it was so violent. And it was, just, I think it was just so violent. On that side. I, I think it was just so they're violent. They're like, we got to take a look just to make sure so yeah, we don't miss it. I it's just where we're right. at in football. I think Matt's right. It was just so – it was, man. It, it was – I was like, wow. Like, I, mean, I was he, like, oh, yeah. I thought he was okay. And then I was he, like so happy it was the first half because if he gets ejected, it's he's only this game and it's not Texas OU. Yeah. No, no. He's just a <laughs> like violent, he's just a violent so player. But that's why Tom. I think Tom Herman just likes guys like that who are violent. I mean, Sam Ellinger is the epitome of the physicality. They're on that right? side of aggression that and guy. deal if with the casualty if it comes. It's the exactly same way right. the Seahawks and Patriots have played defense for the last decade. Exactly that's going right. to lead me to our discussion here on the Texas defense. But if you're Oklahoma, do you spy Sam Ellinger, Rod? I think you have to situationally. You can't do it every down. Obviously, you'll get yourself in trouble. But I think situationally, yeah, you have to. Like, look, we just talked about third down, right? He had three third down runs versus West Virginia. One was the 23-yard run. Mm-hmm. I think all of them went for first downs. Third down, you're definitely spying Sam Elgin. You got to, right? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, depending on if it's a – you think it's going to predict as a passing now. We know Tom Herman in the red zone, right? He likes to throw the ball on first down. Trust me, they know that, all right? They know he likes to throw it on first down like 80% of the time in the red zone. Actually threw another th- – that John Burr touchdown in the red zone, first down. Yeah. Uh, the, I believe the uh, the Sam Cosme, even though it was a run, I believe that was on first down. Uh, you know, in the I red zone. Now, first down in the red zone, Tom Herman's going to throw it, though. He's gonna, <laughs> he does it every time. So they might decide then to put a spy on him in situations like that. It depends on what it is. Yeah. And by the way, Sam in the red zone is just sick. You know that Sam's career, 64% of all of his touchdowns have come in the red zone. Yeah. That, I mean, that's Out of exact- 72 touchdowns, 44 have come I'm in the red zone. I'm just looking at the fourth quarter. Um, 
they threw it on first down. The drive where Duvernay had the rushing touchdown, they threw it to him. That was a little corner route that DB made a play on it. <gasps> oh, that was. Yeah. That was, his, that was the first Is that a pass. drop for Duvernay? I don't know if you count that as a drop. I don't or know either. It's a PBU. It's a good play by the DB, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking here. Yeah. No, yes, the Sam Cosme was throwback it? was on the first And down. I know it was, it's considered a run, but... But it's a throw. You're taking yeah. a risk. Like, and that yeah. other flea flicker, as you pointed out, yeah. was also on first down. Mm-hmm. The other one to Cade uh, so. Brewer. Yeah. It was the first down one. Cade. First, the first down the red zone, if something funky's Throwing coming, he's coming it. and he's going to throw it on first down. Watch him break tendency and start running now. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, I'm talking, I, you know what? And I would applaud him. I'd be like, yes, yes do it. That's exactly right. Keep this him on the This toes. is the game to do it. This is the game to break. T- I'm glad you brought that. This is the game yep. to break Tennessee. This yep. is the game to come out with Jake Smith in the 10 personnel package. You know what I mean? Like, this is that yep. game. Like, these are the games where you do that and you go, damn, I ain't seen Texas run four wide. Damn, That's why I asked you the question earlier about Larry Fedora and Andre Coleman because I tend to agree with you. I think they are what they are at this point. I don't think you're going to see any anything drastic. Any more drastic changes other than what we've seen? Yeah. Because this isn't the game where if you're not 100 percent comfortable running something, you don't do it in this game. Exactly. Exactly. Unless but, you've been working on it since preseason. <laughs> and you remember that Jake, Jake Smith running back deal that Smith like, the scrimmage? Yeah, I'm saying, this is yeah. Uh, like you said, the, yeah, some stuff, some funky stuff with Larry Fedora, the design run game for the quarterback. Probably that we haven't seen that sprinkle much that of. stuff in here and there. Yeah. But and maybe there's a couple wrinkles that Oklahoma hasn't seen on film, but. Man, the nuts and bolts of your offense, your bread and butter, it's in, and you I are agree. who you are. The interesting battle for me with the Texas offense against the Oklahoma defense is third down. Because I think Texas is third in the country in third down offense. Texas, Oklahoma's like second or third yeah. in third down defense. Yeah, and, and but Texas has played, I think, a little bit more. You know, yeah, when you're better competition. Look, you know, when yeah. you're converting, well, I mean, like also they. Oh, you, you're right. They're it's ten of fifty one on third down defense, but they're giving up five of ten on fourth down defense when you combine those inside there. So, so what are they ranked in third down defense? Well, ten for fifty one, where so, against okay. the good teams yeah. they've stopped them, but then it's sort of an erratic small sample size. Whenever then yeah. they're horrible in fourth down. They haven't faced down. a quarterback as good on third down as, as Sam. Sam no. is, as we just pointed out, one of the best third down quarterbacks in the country, whether Look, it be man, passing or When you're converting eight for 15 on third down against LSU, you're yep. a pretty good third down offense. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, Texas, that'll be uh, with you. That'll be kind of the, that'll be the chess match right there. I will say this too, turnovers, you know what turnovers are going to be big. Uh, we've always talked about that. Matter of fact, uh, stat for you since 1999, teams that wins the turnover margin 16-3. Todd Orlando's teams the last, you know, a couple of games. Well, last time they've given up a lot of yardage, forcing turnovers. Oklahoma State, they forced two turnovers and gave up, what, 400 and like 90-something yards. They almost gave up 500 to Oklahoma State. But it was the turnovers, right, that flipped it in their favor. Same thing versus uh, West Virginia. Same thing earlier this year versus Louisiana Tech. Got to force. If he ain't forcing turnovers, te- Texas is gonna lose this game. Yeah, the reason Texas won the first Texas OU game against Kyler Murray, had three of them. Had really, three the of third, them. the third was on the last. The third was on play, last, but still, but you had you had multiple turnovers. You, you turn and you turn those two turnovers into ten points. Boom, and then in the second matchup in the in the Big Twelve title game, you only forced one. And that's other Boom. other really other than the blown opportunity at the goal line against LSU, the offense has been really good in sudden changes. Ten turnovers turned into forty five points. I love that red zone stat that Texas has been in the red zone. What is it, eighteen times and has. Six 16 touchdowns red and, zone and no field goals in the red zone. It means Tom Herman's like, hell no, I get to the red zone in the Big 12. I'm glad, I I'm glad, I'm glad Tom Herman's like, <laughs> we don't, we don't have to wonder why he goes for it so much. He like, he's openly admitting, I like, I, I don't like kicking field goals. I don't like field goals. No, I'm not kicking field I don't goals. Even, listen, right. I don't even call my kickers by name. I'm not. I'm not trotting that guy out the there. The second by the way, I too. started to, he missed and he's got, one. And he's got Sam. If he, yes. if he didn't have 18 Sam, Miller, that's Matt. That's, that's crazy. A, Matt, we talk about red zone, and, and you and I have been on this. Like red zone rates, one of those things where people mm-hmm. can get twisted. Like, oh, your X percentage. Yeah, well, you're kicking a lot of field goals down there. But you got a bad one. Do you're you're, yeah, yeah it's unbelievable. Yeah. You've got 18 touchdowns, 16 scores, but all your 16 scores are touchdowns. Oh, touchdowns. He don't even kick field goals and don't try anything. I, then we I got stuffed it. twice at the one by LSU. LSU. That's it. Those are the those only two. Oh, <laughs> those are the only two. Yeah, those are the right only there. two. Wow. And a one drop, of those, Keontae Ingram dropped in. a touchdown. Yeah. Dude, that just blew my mind. It's I didn't awesome. even think about that. Wow. And we're talking about line yards and line of scrimmage and how Oklahoma That's had had a good crazy. stuff rate. Texas's offensive stuff rate is 17th in the nation. So Texas, very, very good in that and is that situation. Basically is getting more, and being get able to be successful in that I, situation, I, I, I the gotcha, opposite. I, gotcha. I think yeah. Matt throwing nice. that in there, I, like I think that. the bottom line on that battle is right, we're about to really see how much improved Oklahoma's defense is. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Because you're about to play a real legit offense. Like, if Oklahoma's making plays, then I think Oklahoma fans can feel like win or lose because the carrot dangling in front of both these teams, especially Oklahoma given what happened last year, 
if you lose this game, you can run the table and get Texas again. I think even if Oklahoma loses this game and yep. they see you, you're totally in other words, <clears throat> I just, and all that, my incoherent rambling right there. If you're an Oklahoma fan, you're going to see tangible signs one way or the other on what this defense is. It's a referendum game on this defense. It is. I agree with that one hundred percent. Let's look at the Texas defense against the Oklahoma offense. And Rod, for me, uh, the big thing for me is. I think you could see a game plan really similar to the game plan Texas used against Oklahoma State where they're playing trap coverage on one side of the field instead of Tyler Wallace. Wherever C.D. Lamb goes, you bracket him mm. and devote resources to mm. the run so you can be aggressive. Use Chris Brown as kind of a spot and that Chris Brown thigh injury. That's why that's huge. Oof. And I think I think that's – look. It's a dangerous game. It is. But <laughs> I mean, it's Calcaterra, Rambo. It is. But hey, if I'm Todd Orlando, if I'm Todd Orlando, I'm going to say, look, if Jalen Hurts can drop the 40-yard post route in the bucket and tight coverage, then okay, their guy just made a play and our guy did. I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be it, it once again, and this is one thing about Todd Orlando too, because in that game versus West Virginia, I remember you having the three-man front early on, and then kind of moving Joseph Asai up there to be kind of a four-man. Did they run front. nickel personnel the whole game? Because I didn't. It, I think I they don't were. think they were yeah. in dime at all. I think they went they went nickel uh, the whole game. Well, I got to go back and track it, but I'm with you. I think they went nickel the whole game. The point is, in, in the game versus OU, you, you can't wait to adjust. I heard Bucky talking about this, and I totally agree. You go more than a drive with a you know with a bad defense or you mm-hmm. know like something that can be exploited, then you may be out of this game like quickly. Like you got to yeah. adjust on the fly. Like oh man, we got to go four man front. Go go go. Oh, we got to go down. Let's go. Most champ talked about his first one was so over. Yeah, he it, couldn't it, it, believe it, how fast it was. It's exactly right. So I think for Tyler and Tyler Lando knows this. I'm not yeah. telling him. He doesn't know, but I think that. So I think based on that, you don't. You don't go with just one coverage and one look and one concept every sure. down situation. You got to feel it, the momentum. You got to know, man, I got to tell you, Deshaun's holding up pretty good. Oh, no, man, this corner needs some help. Oh, man, Anthony Cook came to play today. Who knew that? You know what I mean? You don't know until you get out there because these guys have never been in that environment. Yeah. So it, that's why Tyler Lennon is going to be pitiful for him to read the defense, read the players, and go, okay, this is what we can play. We can play this. Oh, this is what Lincoln Riley's trying to do. Okay, he's trying to get me with these concepts, and I can do this. Mm-hmm. He, you're not going to know that until you get to that to that to that game. You and really Rod, for, will have you, no idea. For you as a player, you, like you played in Big Twelve championship games, you played against LSU in a Cotton Bowl, you played, you know, at Kyle Field, you played in, at, at Nebraska, at K State. Yeah, you played in great teams and good environments. But everybody I've talked to says, man, when you're in that game in mm-hmm. that stadium. Man, it just moves a little faster. Everything does. Yeah. So you'll be ready for, you know, he likes the inside zone. He likes to trade counter, Lincoln Rock. You'll know how to stop the basic concepts of everything he does. But, you know, he's going to make it look funky. He's going to put in a different formation, different personnel package. That's what Shanahan does. It's the same Mm -hmm. zone blocking scheme his dad was running when he Super Bowls in the 90s. But Mm -hmm. Neil was like, man, they can't stop it. Yeah, because he added a little funk, a little pre-snap motion, a little orbit motion, and then he did this, did that, and the quarterback turned this way. It's all about those little wrinkles, and that's what Lincoln Riley does so well. Check two. All right, it's time to wrap this thing up and put it in the oven, and we will do that on the other side and make our predictions for the Red River Showdown on Longhorn Blitz with Horns 24-7. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. 
When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Here again is Jeff Howe. As we get into predictions now, I'll tell you why I like Texas in this game. I like Texas in this game, Rod, for one of the reasons you said at the top. Sam Ellinger, you can debate whether he's the better quarterback, but I, I think this is a game Sam Ellinger needs to win. Like He's played really well in some of these games, mm-hmm. and you know, like we talked about after the LSU game, Joe Burrow's been a little bit better. Will Greer was a little bit better. In the Big 12 championship game, Kyler Murray was a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think this is one Sam Ellinger needs kind of to start really building the legacy if it's going to trend the way it looks like it can trend. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and, I, and gosh, Sam Ellinger's played so well in this game as a true freshman mm-hmm. last year. He Even a Big 12 championship game. He like, had a bad one. Oklahoma brings in, and considering how he was raised, why wouldn't Oklahoma bring out the best totally in Sam Ellinger? <laughs> yeah. But the other reason you mentioned it, like Tom Herman was loose on Monday. Like he's answering reporters' phones when they're going off, which, by the way, I don't know whose phone that was. That's amateur move not to have I your phone. I thought it was Bob Baloo's phone. Was it Bob's? No, he was just on the mic. Yeah, Ed Clemens is who I'd accuse because he was the only guy to say, no, don't answer it. Because there was one person that okay. said, don't answer he it. He said it was Bob Baloo's phone. I don't, phones, so I I don't know. Uh, I don't know whose phone it was, but that's an amateur move, not having your phone in airplane mode if you're going to set it, set it up there to Very record true. a press conference. Very true. So, reporter etiquette. <laughs> but Tom Herman didn't call him out. It gets to your point. He's in a good mood. Yeah. He didn't call him out. And he's he's kind of making jokes, and mm-hmm. he's cracking jokes with Ed Clemens about, because Ed always asks about trick plays, and he's cracking jokes about trick plays before. Yeah. 
And I'm like, man, he's loose. Talking and, about the and old lady. I watched Lincoln Riley's press conference, and he just kind of seemed guarded. And like I, I listened to him on the Big 12 conference call, and he seemed really annoyed, and he didn't want to talk about Is that because his two offensive tackles might not play? That's I think that's <laughs> something to do with it. And it's I just sort of Lincoln's right. personality, too. His two starting offensive tackles are like questionable for the game. And I mean, that may have a lot to do with it. But I think this, Rod, and you can speak to this. In the early portion of the Mac Brown Bob Stoops era, this rivalry, Matt got tight in these games. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. I remember those days. I think the roles reversed. I think Texas has the coach that's loose, that plays it, how this game should be played. Where, hey, you guys know what to do. You're in the best position to go make plays. Go do it. We, we've coached you well. We've trained you well. We prepared you for this. Go play. And I think you've seen in Oklahoma, especially like last year, they got kind of tight. Yeah, even game. when Lincoln was there with Bobby, yeah, it's weird during the Charlie era. It was 2015. A tight so, like all the time Charlie that Lincoln's was, yeah. been there, it's been sort of this yeah. theme narrative around the. In teams. 2015, Lincoln Riley even talked about it in his press conference. Like that was the game they didn't play well in any phase of the game. Which I don't know, it's a weird game. Like Texas went on like a four corners basketball offense, like in the second quarter, mm-hmm. just trying to get the heck out of there. But the point is, I think Oklahoma's got the tight coach in this game. I think you saw that in the way they played this game last year. You saw, like, you realize Oklahoma hasn't, um, I'm talking about the regular season only, not the Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma hasn't covered its point spread in the regular season since 2012, the last blowout. I can believe that. And they've won outright. Texas I, won outright as huge underdogs. But Bigger I also will say that week. Texas hasn't been playing for as much. The truth is Texas has been the underdog because Texas' program has been down, so they haven't had the pressure. The truth is the pressure in this game is supposed to be high on both sides because it's national title implications mm-hmm. for both. But it hasn't Oklahoma. been that case for us. All right, let's be honest. <laughs> the reason that they flipped. have been playing tight is because for them, it's been national title hopes on the line year yep. in and year we out. It hadn't been the case for Texas. Like, hey, it's go free money win. for us now. House money. That should be changing. So, but it doesn't might, change. Might, it doesn't change this year, though, Rod. Because I think Tom Herman looked at that ten and a half, ten point spread, whatever it was when it came out. That's right where he. No, no, to you're be. right. He loves the underdog role, yeah. but I, it's still that's where it's supposed to be. That's it's why coaches get tight. Why Mac Brown get tight in game? Because Mac Brown knew, damn, I lose this game, I'm probably out of the national championship discussion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's, that's a lot Texas of pressure is right now. And that's what that's what Texas should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, listen, I remember, I remember when Mac for the before the 2009 national title game, I said the same thing. I said, dude, Mac is loose. Yeah. What they was cracking jokes, talking talking trash about Nick Saban. He's yeah. talking all. I'm like, man, why is Mac so loose before this game? I think it was Colt. I think it was he. I think he knew yeah. healthy Colt. I'm gonna win this damn game, and that's why he was loose. And he didn't have a healthy Colt the whole game. If he did, I think he'd have won too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. quarterbacks have to keep loose, man. <sighs> All right, anything you guys because we didn't do, go deep into the Texas offense against the Oklahoma defense, or I'm sorry, the uh, Oklahoma offense against the Texas defense. Anything else, Rod, that you want to add or um, that you think? Is well, no, it's just a quarterback design runs. I think uh, Todd Orlando's record uh, since 2010 versus quarterbacks who lead their team in rushing or finish second on the team in rushing is now after playing Spencer Sanders and winning, it is now 14 and 12. Uh, keep in mind, hell, even Nick Saban has been, yeah. you know, the, even he has been conquered by a, a transcendent dual threat quarterback. So this guy is, I think I would put him in that discussion as a transcendent dual threat quarterback. People also love the stat that first time starters in this game at the quarterback position, they keep throwing that stat out there that the first time starting quarterbacks since 1990 are two. 14 and one against quarterbacks who have started the Texas OU mm-hmm. uh, game. I don't think that matters because Jalen Hurts has played in national title games. Yeah, Auburn, uh, Alabama. And Auburn, Alabama. So I, I don't think that, that – that doesn't apply in this situation, but I think it yeah. usually does. It's worth mentioning because – It's worth mentioning, but – If Oklahoma loses, people are going to bring that up. Yeah, but he ain't. He won't be He won't be starstruck or anything like that. The moment won't be too big for that yet. Yeah, Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, they lost their first game in this series, but yeah. they hadn't played in the Iron Bowl. Sam Ellinger lost his first one, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it is. I think early on, it's like, man, this is a lot, and then you calm down and you get. Yeah. All your right, numbers. prediction time, and, and I'll start it off. I'm taking Texas to win. I haven't Ooh. got a score in my head, but I, Rod, I say this about this game every year, and I, I want the series to prove me wrong. And when I'm proven wrong, I'll go the other way. But I'll always go with the team that I don't question their physicality. I don't question how physical a football team Texas is. And I think the matchup, if Texas wins this game, the matchup that we'll have won it for them is their defensive line against the Oklahoma offensive line. If the two starting tackles are out, you're basically going to have two guards at tackle. And with the way Keandre Coburn's playing right now, that Keandre Coburn-Creed Humphrey matchup, that's one of the best individual matchups in this game. If Texas wins this game, I think that's exactly where they win it. But 
until proven otherwise, I'll take the more physical team. I think the more physical team is Texas. I'm taking the Longhorns. Yeah, I, I think it's all about the trenches. I'm with you. Me and Craig White used to call it the State Fair Street Fight because it's, it's just a fight for 60 minutes. Uh, Texas does have, in my opinion, the better lines of scrimmage total, offense and defense. So, yeah, I'm going to take Texas. I think it'll come down to who, whose quarterback plays better, um, who wins in the trenches. That's why the rushing battle is always big. And who can force turnovers. It's a flip. Because this game is about momentum, right? Who can flip the momentum on their side and, and take and seize momentum from the other side. You know what I mean? That's so many times we've seen that, right? Teams driving, they got the momentum, crowds going crazy, and then boom, turnover, instantly flips the momentum. Usually in a game, of course, that matters. But in this game, it seems like it matters even more. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'll take Texas, man. I think we have a quarterback who doesn't turn the football over. As a matter of fact, Texas in the uh, Texas OU game, the Red River rivalry, Texas hasn't turned the football over under Tom Herman. That's impressive. Yeah. Man, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's like, that's weird to think. It was like, yeah, they haven't done it. They eight, did in the Big 12 title eight game. Eight but, turned it over. Yeah, but not in this game. So I'll take Texas there. Lines of scrimmage. I like both their offensive and defensive lines. And I think our quarterback will play better. And as we pointed out, even if he plays a B-plus game, he'll probably still throw for 400 yards. <laughs> so I'll take, I'll take Texas, man. I trust Sam. I'll take Texas. And I like each of what y'all are saying. The line of scrimmage stuff is spot on. And looking at Texas is dominated line of scrimmage. You look at line yards against West Virginia against Oklahoma State. Texas wins that well above national average and holding your opponents defensively well below the average. And then you look at Oklahoma, they're just about average there. But Texas, if their defense was healthy, I would feel confident. I, I just you there. That's the only thing yeah. worrying me about it. And if you're taking it, I'd take Texas plus the points now, like maybe put 50-60% on it now at 11 and wait to see if it goes up to 11.5. But that 11 number is a really good number to get, so get on it now. But I think Texas probably barely loses a shootout and it's like 45-42 alright well yeah, I like that. Texas is the more battle tested team they've already kind of stared the devil in the face with LSU uh, and like we said I don't think we really know how good Oklahoma is I mean, they're good they're good but they're great on offense good. yeah we'll see them again anyway I think we're, sure. I think we're all pretty sure them and just get a turnover <laughs> and you might be good based but. on what I've seen from the rest of the Big 12 I yeah. feel pretty confident this is round one of two yeah there you go true so if you lose one, lose this one to win the next one. I would say the Texas OU game, though, it is. I would say this Sam Ellinger has probably played the toughest stretch, uh-huh. arguably, For of sure. OU foes. Even though I know that defense has not been that good. But, man, having to beat, you know, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and now Jalen Hurts. Literally the best Dude, two I, offenses of all yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, man, I don't know if there's been a Texas quarterback have to face that down in this, this may be rivalry. Easier. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Or it may not be. Who knows? Who man? knows? So. And you had Colt, but it was Sam Bradford for. Sam Bradford was good, you know what I mean. Years. But then he ended up getting hurt and everything. Two years but in the third year, man, he really think about it: didn't two number one overall draft picks, two Heisman Trophy he winning quarterbacks, Paul. and you might have another one. You and know no what Paul mean? Thompsons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sam Ellinger did get the Paul. So hell, he'd take a Nate Hibble at this point. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, and that's a good, Jason White, a good player. Hey, Jason White won the Heisman. Hell, you man. picked him up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nate Hibble served you one up, Rodby. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. All right, uh, those of you going to Dallas for the game, travel safely. My right. wife and my daughter and I are heading that way, so everybody. Uh, oh, wife is coming up too. Nice. Yes. Oh, that'll be fun. Fam- a little, fam- little family oh, gathering good, for uh, Texas nice. OU yeah. this year. Everybody, be safe uh, and enjoy the game. For the Horn family, for the Horns twenty four seven family, I'm Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for downloading and listening, and we will catch you again on the next episode. You've been listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns twenty four seven dot com.